day five. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it mm. and see ourselves. That's good. All right, day five, Genesis 17 through 20. Yeah, Genesis 17. Yeah. All right, so we talked about important chapters in your Bible. <laughs> This is another one, right? right? So every time the New Testament talks about Abraham, yeah. it's usually pulling from Genesis 12, Genesis 15, and Genesis 17. Right. Right. And so Genesis 17, remember, Abraham is the father of the faith. Right. But he got flaws too. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. And he is imperfect. He has an imperfect faith too. Yeah. And so what God is going to do in 17, he's going to give him a sign. Right. right. A sign of his promises, a sign of his covenant relationship he's established with him. And that sign is circumcision. Right. Right. So it's wild, but God was like, yo, this is my sign, bro. Like, this, <laughs> this is how you're going to know. Right. But it's interesting that um, immediately in the context of 17, right. uh, circumcision symbolized that God would give him a seed. Right. Now, remember, he still hasn't had a son yet. Right. God called him, told him years ago he would have a, a child. Right. And every time he goes and uses the restroom, I'm not trying to be obscene. Right. But he will be reminded right. of that promise. Right. Right. That God would give him uh, a seed specifically coming from Sarah. And again, circumcision is so huge, bro. It's a ton of stuff that it symbolizes. And it was not uh, it was not unique just to Israel. It was in other nations as well, but it had a different significance. And so we even see God, again, taking these cultural customs right. and redeeming them and using them for his own purpose. Right. But it was so that when your faith got weak, you could remember the promises I made. Right, yep. And I think the most important thing that we're gonna see through here or through the rest of this text is this is not the example is not just the imperfect faith of Abraham, yeah. right? That's not the point. The point is that even imperfect faith mm -hmm. in a perfect God mm -hmm. is what is most important. Amen. It's the perfection of God that we see here. The imperfect faith of Abraham is going to be the backdrop against which yeah. the perfect God shines forth. And that's meant to bolster and increase our faith in God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, too, man, in this chapter, his name is changed. Anytime somebody's name is changed in the Bible, your like antennas should go up. Yeah. Right. Because it means uh, there's a new significance being taken on by this person. Um, but also he says, yo, Kings is going to come from your line. You got royalty in your blood coming <laughs> right. in, G, right? So he's like, Kings is going to come from your line. So we see that this seed of Abraham, right. it's not just a, an ordinary seed that's going to crush the serpent's head. Right. It's a royal seed, mm. right? He lives in, uh, under the promise of this royal seed that we've trusted in, that we know is the Lord Jesus. Right. 18 comes. Yep. And kind of, yeah, a lot is going on at 18 and 19. But one of the things I just will say is uh, these angels appear to Abraham, Abraham, yeah, and they tell him, "Yo, God's gonna give you a son, right?" Right. Um, and they specifically laugh, right? Right. They laugh at the promises of God, uh, Sarah and Abram, Abraham, and his name is Isaac, and Isaac actually <laughs> is uh, related to the word of laugh in Hebrew. And so we even see God, um, they think it's impossible because they're old. Right. You know, <laughs> the body clock has been moving. Right. right. And so they're laughing at the promises of God. But one of the things I think the text is trying to show us in a narrative type fashion is that, man, God can do 
the impossible. He created the world out of nothing right. right? at the beginning of Genesis 1. And he's going to create his people out of nothing, essentially, right? right? Out of yeah. a dead womb yeah. with Sarah. Yep. Uh, within this part as well, man, in this chunk, one of the things that stuck out to me, too, is one of the most famous passages of intercession that we see in yeah. the scripture. Yeah. God disclosing the way that he's going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham you know, pleading that God would mm -hmm. change his mind. And what I love about this text is you see Abraham being very like timid, trepid, like, mm. yo, God, please don't be mad at me if I ask this, but if there's 50 people, and God says, nah, I, I, yo, yo, it's all good. And then he comes back and he's like, all right, God, I'm gonna come through, like, please don't trip. Yep. What about 45 people? And God's like, oh yeah, no, 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 I'll spare him for that. Thanks. And over and over and over, what I love is the contrast. You see mm -hmm. Abraham being, there's a trepidation when it comes to asking for God's mercy and grace. Mm -hmm. And with God, there's a there's a quickness, there's a promptness for yeah, him yeah. to say, yeah, no, 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 yeah, the yeah, yeah. The contrast between Abraham and Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. And what you see is like Abraham is like walking on eggshells egg asking God to be merciful and God is responding quick. And what we, as we look through this and see God, what we see is that no, mercy is God's native tongue. God loves to be mm. merciful. It's mm. not a thing that Abraham has to beg God to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's good. Like you said, man, we should never underestimate the power of interceding on somebody's behalf. Bro. Absolutely. And um, I don't even know who says it, but. Um, they say that uh, no one loves me better than he who loves me in prayer. Mm, J.C. Ryle. That's J.C. Ryle? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like how you're yeah, up the top yeah. of that. J.C. Ryle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know I heard it a ton. But yeah, man, it's just something about interceiving people. And you never know what God would do really quick. So, um, you know, uh, we small group. We have small group. Right. Uh, small group leader is Mo and Sandy Hafiz. <laughs> Sandy really leads. Mo just be chilling most of the time. <laughs> but Sandy gave this really good story, man, of... We were talking about um, the like prayers of Jesus, right? right? So if you don't know, Hebrew says like that Jesus is praying for us right, right. now. And what Dane Orland in his book, uh, Gentle and Lowly, was trying to say is like, it's no more real than if you could hear it out loud. Mm. And so uh, what, what Sandy said was like growing up, one of the most comforting things in her household was hearing her mother praying mm. for her mm. out loud going before the Lord about her coming to faith, about her walking with the Lord. And it would just give her this sense of peace that was right. immense. And she was just like, how much more Jesus, right? Right. But again, she came to faith, right? Sandy's right. a Christian and she's walking with the Lord. She has kids, she has husband, right? And so like, I think when we get to Genesis 19, right. we have to remember Genesis 18, right. right? That Abraham prayed to God that he would spare. Right. Now, God doesn't spare the city, right? but he saves your boy. Yeah. He saves a lot. Yeah. He gets a lot up out of there. Yeah. And then he brings down his judgment after. Right. And I think a large part of that, bro, is Abraham, Abraham's prayer. His prayer. Yeah. For God. Yep. And then chapter 20 ends off with basically uh, God made a promise. Mm -hmm. And we got to put keep or faith is going to be Abraham. Can I backtrack real quick to, yeah. to um, uh, Lot? One of the things that's so important. Why why do they keep bringing up Lot getting right, saved right, right. and rescued? Like, yeah. what is the point? Well, here's this. Lot has these daughters 
And unfortunately, Bible is just being descriptive. They sleep a lot. Right. And they have children. Right. And one of those children is Moab. Mm. Now, Moab, if if we track the genealogies in the Bible, this is why knowing your whole Bible is so good. Right. Moab comes down in the genealogy and it gets to Ruth. Right. And Ruth has David. And from David comes Jesus. Right. So in other words, what the Bible is trying to show us, Moses is trying to show us as he's writing this. No, no, no. If Lot wasn't saved, right. there would be no Moab. Right. There would be no Ruth. There would be no David. And if there was no David, there would be no Christ. And, and Moses didn't know that. But he's just saying, like, the seed comes through that line. And if it wasn't for Abraham praying to God on behalf right. of Lot right. and then saving Lot, right. then that promised royal seed wouldn't be here. Yep. So, and I think that that's so good because what you see throughout the rest of this is this, right? We talked about it on day one. When God speaks a word, God's going to do everything that he can to keep that word, right? We don't have to finagle. We don't have to strategize. We don't have to remind God to keep his word. God's going to keep his word Mm. uh, without our um, direct intervention or help or assistance yeah we get to chapter 20 Mm. abraham finds himself in a new land abimelech is king he's scared he needs protection and what does he lean on to protect Mm. himself his ingenuity his creativity his ability to deceive the king Mm. so he lies says yo her nah she's my sister Right. Um, And the king basically takes her on. And Abraham's just trying to save his his life and his stuff. And what takes place is God intervenes miraculously in a dream. And Mm. and at the end of the day, God protects Abraham. Mm. Abraham doesn't protect himself by intervening and lying. God does. So look, when God makes a promise, Mm. God's going to be the one to protect that promise. And as we and as we go on and on and on, Abraham's journey, right? We're going to see him constantly learning what it means to trust God completely by faith. In 19 or 18, Abraham intercedes on behalf of Lot. In 20, God intercedes on behalf of Abraham. That's good. God is more committed to keeping his promises than we are destroying Mm. them. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Father, we pray today that you would remind us of that great truth, Lord, that you keep every word that you speak. Would you remind us that our protection comes from you and you alone? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.